You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Welcome to November. Yes, here we go. All right. What's happening? Well, there's still fallout from the uh, individual, this Miguel Sanchez, who worked for Governor McKee. I want to once again reiterate, I, I applaud Governor McKee for firing this guy. He did the right thing. Some members of the media um, have been kind of downplaying the story a little bit of what was said at the rally. You know, when it comes to that, um, some members of the media were not fully reporting that I've played for you many of the things that were said at the rally. So as a result of that, some people jump in and they start to try to defend this individual. And a good example of that is the ACLU. The ACLU at first blush thought, oh, wow, you know, this guy, he has a right. He has a right to say that he just wants there to be a ceasefire and he just wants peace and blah, blah, blah. Well, the problem is they're not the 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 media see the problem that develops when when the media soft pedals what someone did or said because they're either friendly with them and or they're sympathetic and they agree with them as a result of that when people react to what happened when people react to what happened they're not accurately being able to discern and and say you know what 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 was done because the story in some ways was misrepresented by some of the different individuals and an example i mean so there was a story you know providence councilman fired for pro-palestinian views he wasn't fired see this is even the headline he wasn't fired for having pro-palestinian views he was fired for having anti-israel views just that headline itself is this disingenuous. That's not why he was fired. He was fired because he was marching along, saying he wants to commit genocide, blaming the United States and Israel for what happened October 7th. And then on top of that, saying that he was on board with the eradication of, of Jews. That's why he was fired. If he had just been saying, boy, you know, I feel for these palestinian people and blah 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 they, they, they wouldn't have fired him for that but see when when you leave that out of the story then it becomes people get confused by it another example within this same story um now they do mention he was actively saying the united states aiding in a genocide this business of the ceasefire what the, the ceasefire is basically saying is I support Hamas. Let's give Hamas a chance to rest, restock their weapons. They're, they're anti-Jew. They're anti-Israel. Also, in this Boston Globe story, he posted a march in a pro-Palestinian rally in Providence. Marchers were seen chanting, hey, hey, ho, ho, the occupation is going to go. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Now, a couple things about that. That is true. They did chant that, but they chanted other things that aren't mentioned it wasn't a pro-palestinian rally it was an anti-israel rally the the anti-defamation league has said that that is a call which the territory includes the state of israel it would be the dismantling of the jewish state i i i heard it repeatedly that they were saying that so you know oh i I don't have an answer for that sanchez said listen part of this there's several different parts of this one thing is this guy is not that bright he's another creation of the media him and his brother he's a councilman the brother's a state rep they're both socialists by the way they live in providence the media wants them to be these thoughtful educated individuals they're not all they do all this guy does is repeat talking points I just want peace. I just want a ceasefire. I don't want any civilians hurt. <clears throat> that's all he's that that that's not saying anything. They don't condemn what you know why they don't condemn what happened on October seventh? Is because they don't have the talking points to condemn what happened on October seventh. The reason they don't condemn Hamas is because they don't have the talking points to condemn Hamas. They're not that bright. 
they're not that intelligent. It's like the uh, the head of uh, Black Lives Matter, that Harrison Tuttle. They're media creations. All they do, they're like actors in a play. All they do is mimic and repeat and parrot back talking points that these national organizations uh, provide to them. But down to their core, they're actually not that educated. They're not that intelligent. They don't think for themselves. They don't have true beliefs. They just go along with whatever the beliefs they're supposed to be saying. They're like actors in a play. Now, it's also so pathetic. So uh, let me just backtrack for a minute. So a number of these people are going online. You can't fire this guy. He's got freedom. No, no, he doesn't have. (laughs) Yeah, he does enjoy freedom of speech, but he was working for someone who his comments are supposed to mirror that of the person that he works for. And in this particular case, it happens to be the governor of the state of Rhode Island. And as I said, I completely agree with what Governor McKee did in getting rid of this guy. As Representative Mike Chippendale posted, it's called at-will employment. It's not a new or foreign concept. Enough with the gnashing of the teeth. These people have no idea what they're talking about. Um, and then I also noticed, so now the ACL, uh, the ACLU is backing away from the ACLU is saying, well, the, you know, there are limitations of free speech when you're working for a public figure. Noted, it's clear, would not apply to his job at the State House. Well, at first they were all jumping up and down. Oh, now the ACLU is on board. Uh, yeah, then they were realizing what they were really chanting, which is, hey, ho, the Jews have got to go. Hey, ho, Israel's got to go. Then... Oh, okay. What's the ACLU saying? Oh, well, we didn't know he was saying that. We didn't know he was chanting that. I like in the Boston Globe story, he was asked, did you hear the chants at the rally? You notice they they don't say like, no, you were chanting. Like they were all chanting. I was there filming it. He was one of the leaders of the whole thing. They were chanting. Yes, they all were. They were trying to give him an out. Now, did you understand what they were saying when those other people were chanting? How do you mean other people were chanting it? He was chanting it. That's not accurate. So it is kind of comical to me. The ACLU was like, well, wait a minute. This is not, you know, what actually happened here is not what's been reported. What's been reported is like a tame, watered-down version of what was being said and done. Now that we know what was said and done, Uh, We're not going to take this case, and this guy doesn't have a case. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements, 401-323-9252. What a difference, beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. So listen to this Hamas official who is speaking out now. Hamas official saying they will repeat attacks until Israel is no more. We must remove that country. It's a security, military, political catastrophe. 
We're not ashamed to say this. We're a full force. We must teach Israel a lesson. There will be a second, third, fourth time. We have the determination. Will we have to pay a price? Yes. We're a nation of moderns. I like this. He says we didn't mean to harm civilians, but there were complications. We're thinking of our friend, Miguel Sanchez, in Providence. We commend him for standing up to that McKee. It's all Palestinian land. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel? Absolutely. The existence of Israel it's not us. We're the victims. No one should blame us. Everything is justified from what happened October 7th. Again, does this sound like someone you can negotiate with? Israel is our country. We have to remove them. We want to say hello all our friends in Rhode Island, Miguel Sanchez, Tierra Mack, Harrison Tuttle, and others. Thank you for the support. We will never stop. We will annihilate Israel. Israel will never be safe. The occupation, the Gaza Strip, we're talking about all the Palestinian land. Annihilation of Israel is the only thing that matters. The progressives in Rhode Island are right. We must take them out. Miguel is right. See, folks, this is, as I was saying, you, you can't, I mean, do this, does this sound like people that you can have a discussion with? They, they're telling it to you right there. They're telling it to you right there of what they're going to do. Jake Tapper interviewed this Israeli first responder, found an eight-year-old Israeli girl. Her arm was chopped off by Hamas. The girl had been alone for hours, was still awake and breathing, but she did die. Here we go. This was on CNN. There was a, a little girl, around eight or nine years old, and they cut her head here, over here. On, they cut it or they cut it all? They just cut it all. No head. No head. She was still breathing. She was just like shaking. And it was from a tourniquet, but it was her last breathing. We're not breathing. I wasn't there. Earlier to save her, she just lost so many blood for hours. All by herself, no one was near her even. She was so afraid. Her eyes, all by herself. You know, this is just so atrocious, folks. Now, again, whether it's the leader of Black Lives Matter, whether it's Harrison Tuttle. Well, how about the Providence City Council? Folks, this is, this is black and white. This is good versus evil. I am so sick of these people. I just want a ceasefire. I just want peace. You can't have peace after the atrocious atrocities that were just committed by Hamas and the Palestinians, period. Listen to the anguish in that woman's voice. I mean, you can't be immune to that. That little child there, so frightened. Who, who would do that? that? This is who these people are defending. And they come right out and they say it. That's how much full of hatred they are. I don't accept this business of we just want peace. We don't want violence towards all civilians, blah, blah, blah. The head of the Providence City Council, they should be absolutely humiliated for their stance in backing 
these individuals, and, and they're such frauds, uh, Miguel Sanchez, some of these others, they, they don't even know what they're defending. All these progressives that talk about anti-Israel and the occupation from the river to the sea, they don't even understand what they're talking about. And the media, local media, allows them to hide and gives them cover by not asking them the real questions, by not, I'll say this, by not exposing them for the frauds that they are. These soft-pedaled stories, and I, I, I know going in that members of the media, they're rooting for the Miguel Sanchez and his thug brother. They're rooting for the Tierra Max, the Senator Mac. They're rooting for that whole crowd. It's, it's demented. In this odd way, they look up to them. They admire them. I, I don't know how else to... It, it's just so beyond the pale. They, they are uncomfortable writing anything negative about these individuals, where I'm at a loss to find anything positive to say about them. How can you support this? And don't give me this, well, I'm not choosing sides here. I just want a ceasefire. I just want peace. The progressives, especially the Jewish progressives that are saying this, are completely demented. I'll just come right out and say it. And there's a bunch of them. They are. There's something wrong with these individuals and the way they think. You can't reason with them. Who in their right mind would justify something like that? And they defend them. And they go after Israel. They blame Israel and the United States for all of this. It's craziness. Absolutely is. That poor woman, that was a first responder. And she couldn't save that girl. Not every story has a happy ending. Like, what was the point? Do you hear what she was saying? They just cut off part of her arm and let her bleed to death. You know, little eight-year-old girl alone, frightened, shaking. What a painful death when this woman found her. She was still alive and breathing. She was in the final, literally, hours and minutes of her life. But in his, I don't care what they say. As much as some of these people say, well, I'm not, you are defending them. You are defending them unless you condemn them. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU. 401-900-4678. Chapa Insurance. SIA, Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401 900 I-N-S-U or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook. Again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Shapa Insurance Agency. Your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One-stop insurance solutions. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. I um, I actually, I, I can't believe what we're, we're witnessing, what's going on. The amount of hatred it is the progressives the democrat progressive democrats they are so out of control the anti-semitism that is at just an all-time high it hasn't been this high since the 30s in germany it's just so horrific right now and let's just be very clear in our country when you have these couples these people that are running around ripping down flyers of kidnapped israeli children why are they doing that? Let's listen. This was a Jewish student walking on the campus of Harvard, surrounded by Palestinian protesters. This is at Harvard. This isn't Germany 1939. This is Harvard. Jewish students surrounded. They won't let them go. They box them in. 
and then they're just screaming at him like that. Now, let's also be very clear. These are progressives. These are progressives. These are not Republicans. These are not MAGA Republicans. How about Cornell? They arrested that student. He's Asian. Patrick Day making these threats of what he's going to do to uh, people, you know, Jewish people at Cornell. I, it's, um, I, I, it, it's just hard to understand where all of this hatred comes from. But again, I want to assure you, this is at some of the top universities. And let's, let's be very clear of where this or, and who is responsible. It's, it is in fact, it's, um, it's the progressives that are doing it. This is a story. The FBI warns increased U.S. terror threat. The war in the Middle East has raised danger to a whole nother level. So now again, it's not from people of Israel. Let's listen. He's announcing the arrest of Cornell student Patrick Dye after he allegedly posted messages online this week calling for the death of his Jewish classmates at the university. The complaint alleges that Dye threatened to kill students at a dining hall that caters to Jewish students and is located next to the Cornell Jewish Center. The university saying in a statement it is grateful to the FBI for the swift arrest, but adding campus police will maintain its heightened security presence. Dai's arrest came on the day of a stark warning from the FBI director. The ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Muslim and Jewish communities under unprecedented threats. EOJ particularly concerned since a six-year-old boy was fatally stabbed 26 times, allegedly by his family's landlord. Authorities say it's perhaps the most challenging threat environment in recent memory. Ray pointing to a recent arrest in Houston as evidence. The FBI believes Sohaib Abiyash was in contact with radicals online and trained with weapons, including assault-style rifles, to possibly commit an attack. The FBI says he was studying how to build bombs and posting online about killing Jewish people. And the FBI accusing this man of threatening to kidnap or kill Nevada Senator Jackie Rosen, who is Jewish. Police claim Jonathan Anthony Miller left a series of violent anti-Semitic voicemails at Rosen's office, including one saying, we're going to exterminate you. I'm feeling the same as Jews are feeling all around the world, under attack and under threat. The FBI recently took the unusual step of releasing public service announcements calling for citizens to be on the lookout for suspicious activity. A senior official telling me last night the FBI director does not want people to panic, but he does want them to be vigilant. Another sign of this very intense moment, Rebecca. And I want to once again point out, you know, you have terrorist sympathizers. When you have elected officials that will not condemn the atrocious actions that were committed, those atrocities by Hamas. You have a problem, and you do have it. The problem you have, it's it's even, it's it's not just, but just in our area, it's it's Providence. It's that Miguel Sanchez that worked for McKee. The city council has actually defended him and backed him up. And then you have, you know, that um, Adam Greenman of, um, he co-wrote this piece with uh, Harrison Tuttle of of Black Lives Matter. And uh, the the fact of the matter is it's, you know, he's the CEO of the Jewish Alliance of Greater Rhode Island, but they're they're appeasement. They go along. They go along to get along. To even pen his name with the leader of Black Lives Matter tells you, to me, someone who is totally lost. And the leader of Black Lives Matter doesn't even know his name. He called him... Adam Greenland. Uh, we need to be strong, stronger together. Who? In this divided nation, unite against hate. Hate? Look at what's going on at Harvard. Look what's going on at Cornell. Look at these, you know, in New York City, the Columbia students. And the university, the lack of leadership on the university campus is pathetic, pitiful, and frightening. I once again commend the leadership of Governor Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show.
you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber. JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs. 401 743-9153 JMB Plumbing They've been providing plumbing services for years Skilled professionals stand behind their work Guarantee you will be happy Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes Repair clogged pipelines Maybe replace a, a water heater As well as all your plumbing needs Call them now It's JMB Plumbing 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, you hear a lot about education. I want to um, commend uh, Channel 12. Doug really dug in to some of the numbers. And it, it's frightening how much so many of these children that are missing school. Now, part of this that no one's talking about is the amount of uh, students that are missing school in and part of it is, um, and it's it's really not fair to anybody, but you have these, and I know this because I've spoken with teachers that are in, let's just say, like the Providence school system, and these um, children that their families, they go back and forth between Rhode Island and the Dominican Republic, the DR. and And so as a result of that, they're they're missing as much as like two months of school there's a, they start off the story and it's kind of interesting where they were saying that this kid showed up to a middle school and he brought a gun but what was so unusual was that he showed up to school at all he normally would not show up with anything no book no backpack nothing when he showed up he had missed 80 i think 81 days of school so when he does show up he's got a gun DeSesto Middle School. But I don't hear that being addressed because it, I, I don't know. Do they go to the school in the DR? I mean, I don't know enough about it, but I do know a number of them leave for, um, for January, February, part of December. So, but just listen to this. This is a good report by uh, WPRI Channel 12. Rhode Island students. Target 12 investigator Alexandra Leslie sat down with the head of yeah. Kids Count Rhode Island and the Department of Education to break down these stunning findings. Alex? Some of the most shocking data comes from elementary school students. Before the pandemic, 13% of elementary schoolers were chronically absent. But that figure skyrocketed to 31%, or almost a third of students last school year. Schools across the nation have seen a disturbing trend, a dramatic increase of students deemed as chronically absent. It means they've missed at least 18 days or 10% of the school year. Very concerning because if kids are not in school, they're not able to learn the content material that they need to learn and move on in advance. Paige Kloshes Parks is the executive director for Rhode Island Kids Count, a child advocacy and public policy group. She says a classroom with even one chronically absent student can have a domino effect on the whole class. Because teachers have to reteach lessons that students may have missed. A report released by Brown University's Annenberg Institute looks at the post-pandemic landscape of Rhode Island schools. Researchers found chronic absenteeism in elementary schools more than doubled since the 2018-2019 school year, from 13% to 31% in 2021. Multilingual learners and poorer students are out of school the most, according to the report. Prior to the pandemic, 29% of economically disadvantaged students were chronically absent. That spiked to almost half of that population last year. By comparison, it only grew from 10% to 23% for wealthier students. So why aren't students in school? Rhode Island Kids Count 2023 Factbook shows illness is a leading cause in early education. It can't all just be that. Or is it? Um, what, what do you know about not, this so far? It's not just that. I think what we know is that it's a combination of things, right? So there is there are health reasons. There are economic reasons. There are childcare issues, there are transportation issues, there are decisions the that 
um, different families are making. I, it, it runs the gamut. The it's decisions. hard to say that it's one thing. Advocates say in order for attendance rates to turn around, schools should focus on students with financial struggles, disabilities, and whose second uh. language is English. Because if we don't, we're going to continue to see more disengagement, more high chronic absence, as well as decreased math and reading scores that we know that everyone is paying close attention to with the RICAS scores. Not being in the classroom has real-life effects. Standardized test results show this year, chronically absent students scored about 20 points below their classmates who showed up. Coming up, new at 6, what the education commissioner says is being done to make sure every student is in the classroom. With the target, They're just nibbling around the edges. And just call it for what it is. You have all these kids coming in here who are illegal. They don't know English. Their families go back and forth to their countries. We're supposed to educate them. We're supposed to pay for them. We're supposed to take care of them. We're supposed to feed them. What is this? Why are you paying for it, by the way? We're all paying for it. Some more than others, but make no mistake about it. But I don't I don't hear them seriously trying to address the issue. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in urgent care center, all your medical needs. They're open seven days a week, doctors and nurses. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, in Johnston, that's right in the Atwood Medical Center, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. Again, they're open seven days a week at Med Urgent Care. When you need urgent care without the wait now, when I've been in that situation and I needed urgent care, that's where I went. If you want to go to an emergency room and have a long wait, well, you're free to do that. Otherwise, do what I did. Go to at Med Urgent Care, whether it's work-related, maybe someone's not feeling well, someone needs stitches, whatever it may be, at Med Urgent Care, comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility. There's two locations, one near you, Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. That's right across from Felicia's. When you need, and I need urgent care, you want AtMed Urgent Care. Again, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston and the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. Seven days a week, doctors and nurses, AtMed Urgent Care. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, one of my siblings, independent columnist, opinion maker, it is Donna Perry. And DJ, let's start off. The uh, fallout continues, especially in Massachusetts in Harvard. And their reaction, first of all, it was the students. And then I don't blame a lot of the donors and others for the re, uh, the very lame response from the, the president of Harvard. Yes, and good to be with you, John. You know, The thing is, it's so uh, obvious that this president, Claudine Gay, has felt a lot of backlash for really, John, a very not just being indifferent. She's actually this is the first time it was three weeks later. We're at the end of October that she's made almost any comment that that shows any kind of a sympathy toward Israel. And so she's establishing and I think it, it is very lame and it's like too lame, too late, this anti-Semitism advisory board. You know, come on, John. Like, they have not only has she uh, sort of, they, they, they were, the main thing that she was upset about was that the students who initiated these wild pal- pro-Palestinian rallies that were blatantly, by the way, John, anti-Semitic. I mean, the messages are coming across that way. Um, and so it's taken three weeks to just try to, she's trying to put a little bandaid on this thing. Let's be obvious. And Harvard has some very, you know, um, not just deep pocketed donors. They have many prestigious alumni, people on boards, former president, Larry Summers. Many people have been very, uh, put off in what they've seen with the students and what has been allowed at Harvard. And, and I want to just point this out. Um, it's not just to say a freedom of speech issue. These are students and a lot of young people joining them in greater Boston. John, they're really not just fueling a pro-Palestinian movement, but it is actually the messages are directly very hostile to Israel. So it's really not just saying, oh, they can, you know, they're showing some sympathy. Now you obviously have massive amounts of Palestinian uh, civilians that are in harm's way, but it's very, very hostile. 
um, having an all out for Palestine rally, it, it is contributing. This is happening in plain sight that there is anti-Semitism and a, and a real, um, you know, real fervor about that, John, is taking place, as we know, everywhere. It's in greater Boston, it's all over Massachusetts. Um, and, you know, a lot of Jewish residents of the state and the, um, the Jewish organizations, and they're very up in arms about this. So I think, you know, you're just seeing this very late, lame, halfway response. And I don't think it's going to cut it is the bottom line that you just create some little advisory board. And she thinks she's going to get away with one sentence. Oh, anti-Semitism has no place at Harvard. John, that, that's not what the students have been showing for the past few weeks. And Donna Perry, what are we to make of, I mean, you, you had Cornell, that the students were warned from even going in the cafeteria uh, by the FBI, more anti, what What do you right. make of and take away, why are we seeing this at the elite institutions, uh, how they automatically, and, and what strikes me is, it's as if they don't want to acknowledge October 7th, they don't want to acknowledge the atrocities. They immediately gravitate towards the defense of the Palestinians and Hamas. Right. And, and John, you know, in some ways, the Ivy League, look, uh, no one wants to feel they have blood on their hands. But the Ivy League has been allowing they have professors who have been shoveling this for a very long time, John. You know, they, they have definitely given, you know, one sided explanation. We know this is a long time. Um, you know, it, it's not this current controversy, but there's obviously hostilities for a long time. Um, there's a lot of misunderstanding of that. And but the fact that you have at supposedly institutions of higher learning um, and, and you have this thing where you now have Jewish American or just Jewish background students feeling, you know, very fearful. And it's a menacing environment on their own campus. I think that's it's just disgraceful. Um, and I think this is a real look in the mirror time for some of the presidents of these institutions, John. Like, again, there is this is not freedom of speech. There's a lot of misrepresentation. Um, and I think it should be very concerning. And it is chilling to the Jewish American community. This is, you know, you, you don't want to say we're going back 100 years, John. But this is the environment in which this began when you go back to the 30s. Um, and I don't think that's uh, an overdramatic thing to say, you know, that, that there really is this thing and it, it's stemming from this controversy, but it is really uh, spilling out. And to see that I think what's most frightening in our country is when you, this is the next generation. And if you're saying like all young people, this is part of being quote progressive to believe that it's, you know, the Palestinians are the uh, are, you know, the oppressed people that that's what a lot of the language that is used in some of these university, um, you know, and I, I think it's just it's completely misrepresenting what has occurred, the danger, the true danger that these terrorist organizations present um, to the existence of the state of Israel. And I do not think they're getting that kind of of in any way uh, conversations and they don't get that taught in those schools. And now we do see, I, I definitely think it's a very menacing situation when you have young students saying they feel fearful on their own campus. And with good reason, Donna Perry. Speaking of that, how do you think the Biden administration is handling this? Um, <clears throat> obviously now, it's entering into a very perilous element of this. I, I'll also say Hillary Clinton was very outspoken over the weekend, seeing these people saying ceasefire for Hamas. That that they, right. She called them that. That's naive. You, you don't give the terrorists, the attackers, you don't give them the opportunity to recalibrate and, you know, reload and get all their their ammunition and all their weapons together. You don't a ceasefire would only benefit the, the Hamas terrorists. Right, John. And that's the, the other thing that I that and that's a, an important point. Uh, and I'll give that to, you know, Hillary and others have, have said there has been also this misunderstanding that this is like a little ragtag organization um, and they just want, you know, some their piece of the land. John, this is so beyond that. 
Um, also, people who still talk about the two-state solution, I'm sorry, that that is never actually going to happen. That's not, these um, organizations are way past that point. Um, they are not little organizations. There is a lot of Middle East, probably Iranian money that is fueling this. Um, and you're right. Like, and I mean, people who are arguing, you know, Biden, I think, John, is also kind of in a box. They seem like they're a little bit, you know, waffling day to day. Uh, I don't think it's the right issue to be worrying about public opinion and sentiment and polls, by the way. This is like super serious. Um, you cannot negotiate with Hamas. Um, and I think that Yahoo is, you know, he, he's been in this fight for a very long time. He knows what they are about. Yep. Um, John, how do you negotiate and how do you have a ceasefire? They, the Israeli <clears throat> public relations, I will give it, they have been very good. Their uh, defense forces spokesmen have said, and I like how they have come across. Some of the American media continue to be rather naive when they're interviewing them. And he, they, they do not waver. They're saying, listen, they have military installations built underneath hospitals. They've, they've been at this game for a long time. That's the whole thing of the tunnel network, right? They, they do that on purpose because they are waging on the side a PR campaign to get the whole Middle East, you know, what they say, what's happening on the street, um, you know, the Arab street, John. They, they want any country nearby to get, you know, want the end of Israel, that they can get on their side. And so they have these tactics that a lot of Americans are naive to not understand that, you know, this is a very serious point. Um, this is a, I would say this, you know, this could be a watershed moment for the Biden administration, by the way. Um, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. It is super serious. We all have to keep in mind, there are still over 200 hostages that are being run around in underground tunnels God knows what condition, John, those poor people are in, by the way. That's right. Um, many went into that situation. It's horrible. We can all see all the videos online. You know, they went in bleeding, limbs falling. I mean, you had some, you know, very serious situations. All those Americans, there are Americans, they're not out yet. They're clearly being used as a bargaining chip this is as high stakes as you get. And, John, you know, people have to have the stomach for it. And I think that's what Israel is trying to say. There really is no going back. Nobody's going to sit around a table, you know, with um, Blinken at this point. <laughs> so, you know, that that is not where this is going at this point. Folks, quick break. Watch my head, Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus, call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus we speak with donna perry uh, independent columnist opinion maker dj the republicans finally have a speaker um you know in quite honesty i, I don't know what to make of this other than it just seemed to really demonstrate uh you know the the, the far right of the party the problems they called i i don't see yeah. what this guy is going to do differently that kevin mccarthy didn't do and it almost seemed like they were just exhausted by the process so then ended up making him the speaker i agree it's you know again when you have all the national washington media say the very little known mike johnson i mean it's sort of like 
you know, it's just like a game of, well, I don't know, you're still standing there. Do you, you know, do you want to have it? And, and that's not the way to do it. I, I think you have, this guy could almost be any, any of the Republicans, uh, or at least the, the conservatives. Um, he's certainly going to have baptism by fire. I'm sure that's already happening. Um, and I do think, as you say, that it just shows um, that, you know, that gang of seven or eight and the Freedom Caucus, they, they're not ready for the big leagues, John. Like, th- this is the Speaker of the U.S. House, who are third in line to the presidency of the United States. Um, and, and the fact that no one really knows the guy that well, obviously the other Republicans know, um, I, I find it hard to believe he's going to have a successful tenure. Um, and John, like if the other, if the other folks are starting to criticize him already, maybe he's not going to last because they put in that foolish, um, you know, provision, I guess that they can kind of call the speaker, you know, to get ousted at will. Uh, I would think they would be, have exhausted, uh, this whole process by now, but he's not well known. Um, he, you know, this is a kind of a neophyte at this. So, you know, when he, John, he's going to try to call it like he sees it, they're going a hundred miles an hour. So he's already put out saying, well, you know, we do want to support the aid to Israel at this very, you know, difficult moment. And then you have some people in the base who are not well informed and they're saying that's not putting America first, which is grotesquely naive, in my opinion, to say that, right? Um, and so he'll he'll have to learn, you know. Um, I think this is a very tough time for the Republicans. I, I, I think if they can't move any balls down the field, and if you can't get, you know, Trump just says whatever, and that you have that big block of the base, and they don't want to move on any of the other people, uh, uh, Nikki Haley, who I I do think is a, a quality person. Um, DeSantis is just the numbers aren't moving. And Trump, let's be fair, Trump remains the center of, of most of news cycles, as you and I know how that works. That's I mean, right. he does, he just, that's free coverage. He's in the news cycle constantly. He's doing a few rallies, but... You know, as long as that's going on, it's very hard for DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And uh, unfortunately, now the, you know, the massive conflict in the Middle East, that, that can get in the way of of a major candidate even getting, you know, getting that upper tier, getting in the A block, as we say in the in the news, too. Right. So, you know. Don, uh, Donna Perry, before we let you go, uh, two other things. Well, you know, the, the field is thinning. Mike Pence has suspended his campaign. Yeah. I, I think it makes sense. Um, let, let's look at it. Chris Christie's not getting any traction. Tim Scott's not getting any traction. This seemingly has really just come down to DeSantis, Nikki Haley, President Trump, and then that Vivek Swami. He's, you know, he's just not going anywhere because no, he can he's afford to. he's kind of fading a little bit, um, yeah. Any thought on this challenger that has stepped up against um, President Biden? And it, I mean, it does create a little bit of a curious dynamic in New Hampshire. Well, what I thought... So I think that is the most interesting political dynamic of the past few days, um, because, you know, again, not a household name, but this guy, Dean Phillips. And I think, um, you know, he, he they are seeing that Biden is still not. And despite this probably a whispering campaign, John, there are Democrats behind the scenes saying that he he needs to be challenged um and and we have not seen those so i i think this is actually a pivotal moment because this is a person who's kind of gone public with it you know um he stepped forward and he got himself on the new hampshire ballot for the primary there which still really matters as biden's team is finding out i think you know there was good coverage of that they it really is a big blunder biden We've ne- is sitting president is not necessarily going to be on the ballot in New Hampshire um, because they were playing around and he wanted South Carolina to come up first and we'll see, you know, how that works out. But so Dean Phillips steps forward and I yeah. thought that some of this coverage has shed the light something, you know, I certainly wasn't aware. They're saying, you know, bigger name Democrats like Tim Ryan of Ohio, who is who is considered a very strong Democrat. And I would argue, John, a guy like that uh, could give 
uh, some trouble because I, I think he can come across as a little more of the old mainstream Democrat. He's, I, I think he comes across as a centrist um, in many regards. He's not in, you know, the AOC wing at all. Um, so the fact that it was sort of whispered behind the scenes, well, it's when they do whispering to a reporter, they, they, you and I know how that works. They wanted that reported about right. Tim Ryan. Yes. So I think that this could be the beginning of, uh, people having more courage to say, nope, nope, we're, you know, it, it, Biden, it, it's not going to work out. And, and I would just add this, this quick thing about what, what Biden is facing, John. We know this is a, a true round the clock crisis right. with uh, what's going on. Like yeah. you and I know, if, if they, God forbid, if they start killing hostages, including Americans, yeah. and, and that gets into videos, I mean, Biden's team is really going to be working around the clock. And as we know, that's not his work style. No. And that's really, yeah, that's, that's a, and that might sound like a small thing. I don't think it's a small thing. Like, I think a crisis like this is, uh, is going to be tough for this man yeah. in, in his condition. So, you know, there's only so much that you can't have the president himself on the phone. The, you know, at this high stakes, Netanyahu doesn't want to talk you know, to the Security Council guy, you know, um, Jake and, you know, necessarily Blinken. They want Biden on the phone. Right. And, you know, and I think that's, that's just another factor that, yeah. that could, this could, yeah, so. And it becomes exhausting, Donna Perry. You know, we right. saw Carter, you know, President Carter became, he was like yeah. a prisoner to the White House, couldn't go anywhere and because of the hostage situation. And the problem now, and you just hear the reports, it, it also, it's just a fatigue factor sets in. Yes. You know, they're, they've been dealing with this every time. There's new developments all the time. Iran keeps threatening. Um, it, it just seems like, you know, the walls are kind of caving in a little bit. They were definitely yeah. not up for this. He is certainly not up for this. And it also, would, I'll just say this also, it makes it seem odd. You know, there they are trying to do like a Halloween photo op, and he's given right. candy, and somebody's dressed up. And it just, it looks it does it looks out of place based on yeah. you know what we know is happening folks again she is independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry dj great job as always and we'll talk to you again you got it thanks it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland diagonally across from davenport restaurant stop in and see marie that historic white church shop local inside all quality products vitamins herbal remedies trusted companies they understand quality integrity it's my health it's all about your health local products i say honey maple syrup beef fresh gum you know they carry over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products stop it and see marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, Right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. Check out topetro.com. We have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at topetro.com.